Hey there, and welcome to Twist Out Cancer's Midwest Region Spotlights. I'm Lindsay, and today I will be chatting with artist Zia Laniel and their inspiration, Maria Coons. We'll talk about their involvement with Twist Out Cancer, how they became participants in the Brushes with Cancer program, how their connection unfolded and developed, and what they continue carrying with them from their experience together. My name is Zia Laniel, and the type of medium that I work with is typically acrylic on canvas. Um, I have been known for my UV paintings, which are also in acrylic. Nice. Amazing. All right. And Maria? My name is Maria Coons, and I am an 11-year breast cancer survivor. Great. Okay. Maria, can we start at the beginning of your journey? Can you tell me when you found out about your cancer and maybe what was going on in your life and and in your mind at the time? Sure thing. I found out I'm a teacher. I found out that I had breast cancer about a week before the beginning of the school year. So it was already kind of a stressful time. I had a feeling that um, obviously I had had a mammogram that had come back uh, abnormal and they did a second one and a biopsy and they kept saying, don't worry, 90% of the time it's nothing. But I just kind of knew my mom had had breast cancer when she was young and her sister also. So I had a pretty good feeling before I got the phone call that I was definitely going to hear that I had breast cancer. And I did. And so it was a lot of, gosh, what are we going to do? School's about to start. Now I'm, I'm dealing with this. But everybody I worked with and my students were really great and made it as easy, I guess, as it can be made. So that was, that was really kind of how I found out. And knowing that your mom had had it, what how did her experience inform your experience? Her experience was very different. I was in fifth grade when my mom had it. And at that point in time, when you did chemotherapy, you were in a hospital bed, in a hospital room by yourself, very isolated. I knew that she'd had surgery and uh, she was very, I remember her being tired a lot. I remember my dad picking up the slack a lot of times. I remember some funny moments like when we shaved her head, when she you know, knew she was going to lose her hair from chemo. So there were those moments and I'll kind of maybe reflect back on this. I honestly remember kind of those funny moments with her, you know, shaving her head and us being around the kitchen table while that happened, as opposed to you know, probably the times when she was so sick and so tired. But, um, she, you know, she's a very positive, upbeat person and was always, you know, I'm going to beat this and everything's going to be fine. And so knowing that she'd experienced that as well as my aunt, I think I had a positive outlook on what was going to happen, even though I knew it was going to kind of be crappy <laughs> for a while before I got there. Yeah. All right. And Zia, what had been your experience with cancer before uh, participating in this program? Uh, so my uncle actually had a, uh, in this past year, had a rare form of breast cancer. Um, according to my aunt, he was one out of like three or four men worldwide who had had it. So I would regularly see him and he had his head shaved and everything as well. He had the little port kind of in his chest as well so they could do the chemo. 
they also did radiation on him and uh it, it left like this big tan spot across his chest and so that was really interesting to see so about a month or two ago he actually said that he is uh cancer free and is going to be starting uh basically just his recovery so um and another friend of mine had also had breast cancer double mastectomy and reconstructive surgery as well wow okay so then now i want to know how you found out about brushes with cancer and and twist out cancer from both of you because it seems like you both have plenty of experience personally with people close to you living with cancer and in your case maria you yourself having had the experience of having to live with cancer so how did twist out cancer and brushes with cancer come to be in your sight lines so i'm a member of a Facebook group for a uh, pretty well-known stationary bike company. And one of the members of the breast cancer group that I am in had gone through this pro. She had mentioned that she did this brushes with cancer program. And I think she posted a picture of her artwork or maybe her even with the artwork and the artist and just talked about what a great experience it was and how positive it was and that she really enjoyed it. And she also mentioned that they were open, they had opened up applications for the Midwest region. And so I was like, well, I don't mind sharing my story. I like sharing my story. I think it's important for us to share our story so that that people understand and so that those who are going through this, even though everybody's journey is different, there are a lot of there are a lot of things that we can kind of empathize with one another and and understand. So I thought this sounds great. And I love art. I love, you know one of some of my favorite places to go are art museums and art galleries. So that mixing of the two was really interesting to me. So I figured, why not? I'll go ahead and apply. Maybe nothing will come of it, but maybe there's a chance that I'll be selected. And I was. So that was very exciting for me. Wonderful. That's amazing. And Zia, how did you find out about the program? Um, I had found out the uh, found out about the program just kind of by searching for different um, different like art events and such to participate in. And at this point, when I had found Twist Out Cancer and Brushes with Cancer, I had already been rejected for a few different art projects at this point. And uh, kind of like what Maria said, you know, I'll apply and see if it happens. If it doesn't, then that's fine too. And I got I got an email in April, I want to say, saying that I was selected, and I was really excited. Uh, even before I knew that I was going to be working with Maria, just to be chosen for something like this was really special. That's awesome. So when you started connecting with each other and and sharing your story, Maria, what were the things that came up for you? You're now eleven years past first hearing about your diagnosis. So what were the things that when you were retelling your experience that came back to you that maybe you had forgotten? Or what surprised you about the things that you now chose to share? I think what I noticed is that a lot of the times when I shared, I feel like there were positive things that I was sharing. It wasn't I mean, yeah, I was so sick and, you know, yeah, I remember the really bad days and I worked through the whole thing and I was always tired. And I think, but honestly, all of that, I never had children, but I know, you know, 
people are like, oh, childbirth is the most painful thing, but people go back and have two, three, four children. And they say, you forget about that. And, and that's really, I think what happened is instead of remembering all the maybe not so great things about having cancer, I started recalling things and they were positive interactions with people and the kindness of others. And those sorts of stories were the ones that I found myself, I think, telling more so than the, oh, woe is me. And this was terrible. And so I think that that, you know, as you become a little bit further out from that diagnosis, you remember all the wonderful things and all the wonderful people and all the kindness that you experienced. And I think there's something that's really fantastic about that, that knowing you went through something so painful and devastating and difficult, but you come out remembering everything that was fantastic about it. Can you tell me some of the people that, you know, the kindnesses and the positive experiences that you had? I had. So I was a teacher and definitely it was it was amazing how it would be maybe a really bad morning. And I would get to school and I would already be tired and exhausted. And a random student would show up with a couple donuts and be like, hey, we stopped at Dunkin Donuts or wherever today. And my mom just said, hey, let's get Mrs. Coons a couple donuts because actually it was Miss McGill because, you know, she's she probably could use something to cheer up. I can't tell you how many times that that happened. And it was funny how it always seemed to be on one of those mornings that, you know, I was I was not feeling my greatest. I had a list of friends so long that wanted to take me to chemotherapy. And there were so many people that some didn't get to take me and they were really mad about not being able to accompany me to chemotherapy for for that day. I had um, the both tennis teams at the middle schools in the town that I teach at, they sold t-shirts and they did a tournament and they raised money, auctioned items, bake sale for money to go to charity. I had a student who had, I'd had in the past um, at the high school where in the town that I teach, they have to do a senior project. And I was her senior project. And it was all about fundraising and making people aware. And at the end, they had this big spaghetti dinner that was kind of a surprise to me. Some of my family members showed up. A lot of my former students showed up and worked to make that happen. So it, it was just all of those things, the amazing kindness of others that, you know, that I experienced that was really, really wonderful. Wow, that sounds incredible. It sounds like you're school community really rallied around you and and became such a big support. I know that oftentimes people try to shield children from things like that. You know, the idea that someone close to them is is sick and and vulnerable, but it sounds like it made all of these kids very invested and and stronger for knowing that that's what you were going through. It did. And I will tell you, I got an email from a parent. So we got all the kids together and, and I told them all at once and they were really sweet and supportive. And I got an email from a parent of a child that I had had in class that year, about five years after all of this happened. And she said, it just came up on my Facebook memories that, you know, we found out that you had cancer. And she said, can I just tell you that of all the things, you know, that you teach children, this one was the teacher also. She said, and I understand the things that you teach, you know, children you think are important. She said, I think that my son learned the most 
by experiencing that year with you. Like that was something that's a life lesson that he would not have gotten otherwise. And she said, so I just, I hope that you're doing well. And, you know, she said, I, I still think about that. And then actually I like met her this year. So this is like five years after that. And she was like, oh my gosh, I had a different last name because I got married after I had cancer. And she was like, I thought that was you. She's like, I, I knew I recognized you. And so it was just really fun for that whole, for her to say that and, and to actually, you know, kind of think about the fact that it did, it, it touched those kids in a way that probably none of the other years that I've taught have they had that, that kind of experience. That's awesome. Okay. Well, Zia, can you tell me a little more about the process of learning some of these stories from Maria and what parts of her story are standing out to you as being how you are going to incorporate them into the piece that you're creating? We had a pretty long conversation um, over Zoom as far as Maria's cancer journey and kind of what happened and the parts that really struck out to me was the fact that, you know, she's uh, she's got the genetic abnormality that makes her family prone to it. And, you know, she's she's all about science. I mean, that's that's what she teaches is science and biology and whatnot. So that really stuck out to me. And I wanted to try and incorporate that in part of the piece, too. After we were done with our conversation, I knew exactly what I was going to do and I just kind of, I asked her about favorite colors and the biggest part of her story I feel was, and this is what I told her as well too, is the community that she had surrounding her and the fact that not everybody who goes through this kind of journey has that kind of support and how I feel that having that community and that support net could have very well changed the course of her entire recovery. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Having had a lot of these conversations with inspirations and their artists, I'm always, you know, sort of touched by how close the artist and the inspiration end up becoming. So it sounds like the two of you are starting in that same way where you're forming a connection. And what are the things that you two have gotten from each other in this special collaboration? So I, have learned a lot about Zia and Zia's life where, you know, this is supposed to be I'm the inspiration. But I think in a lot of ways, Zia has inspired me. Just learning about her and her family has been fantastic. I feel like there's a friendship developing. And she shared some of her artwork with me. She makes jewelry in addition to kind of the the painting that she does. And so she shared some of the stories about some of her artwork and, you know, the reasoning behind it and, and why she made it and what it all means. So I think that, you know, and I'm, I'm amazed at that because I have like no artistic ability whatsoever, like not, not, not any at all. And so to see some of the other things she's created and to see a little bit of sketch, the sketch of sort of what she has developed for this, this painting that will be shared has been has been really fantastic. I think like I can't wait to meet her in person and be able to see her in Chicago because I think that through this I've learned things because I think our lives are very different the you know where we came from and how we were raised and what happened to us 
when we were younger and into our adulthood is so different yet. I feel like I can sit down and when we, when we zoom, we zoom for an hour or more, like there's no lack of conversation. So it's been a really great experience in that way. Awesome. Zia, what's it like to hear that not only is your inspiration excited for your collaboration, but that you are inspiring her? It's wonderful to hear, honestly. It almost leaves me speechless in a way. (laughs) I, too, am very excited to see Maria. Um, We've talked about, you know, getting together at the museum and seeing the art and just getting to meet each other, too. I had expressed an interest in meeting her in person uh, when we first got together, but we are, we're a good distance away. I'm in Colorado and she is in Indiana. uh, So it doesn't make travel to come and see each other very, uh, very easy. But, you know, going back to uh, like the Zoom meetings. Yeah, I, I agree as well. We, we never run into you know, just awkward silence or anything. There's always something to talk about. You know, we talk for hours, like we are just sitting next to each other, kind of chatting and hanging out as friends would. I love Maria's perspective as far as her life, because, you know, I I do have to agree, we are pretty much opposites. (laughs) You know, with her and her science, I, I love science, but I never went in that route. And so just kind of there's that mutual respect for the uh, for that opposites that each other contains, I think. So, yeah. And Maria, we've been talking about, you know, the positives that you have gotten out of this very challenging life event. But someone who might be listening to this might be right in the middle of their journey, right? They might be going through a difficult moment or a difficult period. When you were experiencing those times, what were the things that helped you? Gosh, that's a tough question. I think that the things that help again, I mean, I'm just going to go back to the people around me. There were times where I know like I, I dumped bad news on, you know, a Facebook post or whatever. And I just, the number of people who said, you know, we're here for you. We understand. Don't, you know, don't be sorry that you had a bad day. It's expected. Just rest and recover. My colleagues were wonderful. I had meals delivered to me. Like I had so many meals delivered to me that I could not even eat them all. I think that what you have to remember is, you know, if you're in the middle of it, I know I just took it literally day by day. That's all you can do. You don't worry about next week. You don't even worry about two days from now. You worry about what's happening today and how I'm going to get through today, whether it's I'm going to have to spend the entire day on the couch and then I'm going to move up to the bed and you don't worry about what's going to happen the next day. So quite honestly, for anyone in this situation, I just say take it day by day and that's all you can do. And don't worry about what's coming next. It'll come next. You will have doctors. You will have other people there who you never maybe even expected to be there who who will be there. I mean, they're strangers that were helpful to me. And so just taking it day by day, I think, is is the, the most important thing. Yeah, that's rad. Well, I am so excited to hear about what everyone's pieces are going to be. And I know that, you know, most people aren't going to see them until the big event in Chicago in November. So 
Zia, if you could give us a little bit of insight into your process, however that looks or whatever you're willing to share at this point in the process. Okay. Um, so I, I guess I'll just talk about the art piece itself. Um, my process is pretty much the same with every painting. I paint the background first and um, anything that I'm going to put in the foreground, I put on tracing paper. Uh, I do like a sketch on the tracing paper and then uh, I put coals along the lines and paint over it on the canvas so it leaves like all these little dotted lines on the canvas and then I paint the rest of it from there as far as Maria's piece so um, I'll go ahead and describe it it is kind of like a statue of a woman and she's kind of leaning back a little bit has like a peaceful expression on her face Um, she is her skin kind of looks like stone in a way and she's opening her chest so she's got both of her hands and she's opening her chest and there's like this huge cavity that is inside of her chest so on either side of this big kind of statue meteor looking thing um because it's space themed as well so a lot of nebulas and kind of wispy effects and so on either side of this you know statue in the middle is going to be One is her mom and one is her aunt, kind of representing the triple goddess, which is like the maiden, the mother, and the crone, uh, just to kind of symbolize that family connection. And then at the bottom of the canvas, so it's like halfway is where the vanishing point is. And then below with the cavern, there's all these people holding hands, kind of making a circle around the statue that's opening the chest. And this chest is going to be emanating light and at the very end like on the horizon line I am going to put a silhouette of Maria getting married with her husband and you know having her two stepchildren uh, her stepsons at the end because that was kind of the light at the end of the tunnel for her journey so that's pretty much what people can expect I, I do do UV art as well so in a UV light there will be other details that are revealed once the light hits it wow that's amazing have you heard about it before maria i have i saw kind of an initial sketch and so i was really excited it was funny because there was one little detail she mentioned in my hair she was like i'm gonna kind of try to kind of incorporate a dna strand in there which i know that you know she was referring to my I'm BRCA1, so my genetic mutation. But also I'm like, oh my gosh, did I tell you that I love DNA? Because DNA is like my favorite molecule. My my phone case is DNA. I have DNA jewelry. And she's like, no, you never told me that. But so I think it's funny how although you know that was meant to represent my genetic mutation, I was like, no, I love DNA. It's my favorite thing. So uh, I'm super, I'm super excited to see the final product. I just saw kind of a portion of the sketch and she sort of described to me what she just described to you. That's amazing. I love that. (laughs) Well, it's been wonderful talking to you both. And before we end, I would love for each of you to speak directly to someone who might be interested in joining the program. Or Maria, if you could speak to someone who is currently living with cancer What might you say to them or to anyone who might be interested in being an inspiration for the Brushes with Cancer program? How might you encourage them? Sure. So like I said, I would say anyone who right now is dealing with cancer, like I said earlier, or or 
I would say take take it day by day and one thing at a time. I think one of the things that I said when when I first got that phone call, when I got the phone call that I had cancer, I sat down on the floor, literally right where, you know, I was standing for about two minutes and and cried a little bit for myself. But then I stopped and I picked up the phone and I picked up a notebook and I started making plans. And I think that's really what you need to do. I mean, you have to give yourself a teeny bit of time to feel bad for yourself, but then you really need to do something. And I think that that was really important. And, and a lot of my coworkers said, you're so strong. I, I don't. And I said, no, I'm not. And I said, I'm just doing what I have to do. And they said, no, but you don't have to do that. Some people don't do that. And, and that, that struck me as I'm like, why wouldn't anyone do this? And so just be strong and take it day by day and make those plans because you have a lot more time in front of you. And however much time that is, you want to make the most of it. As far as someone who might be interested in this program, I'm one of those people who I like, I'm always the bridesmaid and never the bride. So I apply for like, I've applied for some big grants as a teacher and always come in like second or third place. There have a couple, there have been a couple of times where I've, I've been accepted to something, but so I would just say, this has been a really cool experience more, even more so than what I thought it was going to be in making connections and, and getting to know a little bit about more about myself, kind of reflecting in on myself, as well as learning a whole lot about someone else that, you know, being Zia. And so, you know, if you have any interest in it, I would say just go for it because that's what I decided to do, which is sometimes not how I am. <laughs> And it it worked out really well. So I would say if you have any interest at all, go for it. Uh, you never know what might happen. And Zia, what would you say to an artist who might want to apply to be an artist in the Brushes with Cancer program? So for any artist that is interested in this program, um, I would say to do it and to take that leap of faith, you know, because you, you don't actually know what's going to happen. I completely agree with Maria on that. You don't, unless you do it. And I'm a very action oriented person. So just go and put yourself out there because it is worthwhile. And the inspiration, it just, it flows so naturally. And I don't think that anybody being an artist would have a problem coming up with an, you know, a piece of art based off of their inspirations story. You know, there's, there's no two stories are the same. And therefore that's going to make that piece of art extremely unique. And not only that, but it goes up for auction and continues this cycle of connecting inspirations with artists and providing that support that some people might not actually get. And, you know, with Maria, she was lucky to have this huge community. But for these people who don't have as big of a community, this would be a good place to start. Just like I said, you can uh, connect with other artists and inspirations and even the coordinators of the program have been wonderful too so just do it 